The Tarverian Podcast is a production of the We Can Make This Work Probably Network. Please check out more of our shows at www.probablywork.com. Have you ever tried eating a corned beef sandwich in zero gravity? Are you a veteran of the Great Emu War of 1932? Do you long for a simpler time when the world's greatest global crisis involved horse manure? If, if the, the answer, answer to any of these questions, questions was no, then, then we, we have, have the, the podcast, podcast for you. you. Epic Fails of History. A podcast that delves into the most epic fails of um, history. Now I am become death, the destroyer of worlds. Epic Fields Subscribe today on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Podbean, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. We've got more random tales of fail coming your way, so stay tuned for more epic fails of history. Rejoice ye one and all, as the dragon has returned to season two of the Tarviran podcast. Please join Rich Arbara, Rob Alfor, Bill Coulfrain, as they take on the epic fantasy series of the Wheel of Time. This season is dedicated to the Great Hunt, so join us as we go on a mystical adventure following the travels of the Great Horn of Valair in this season of the Tarvira Podcast. Hello, dear Frist, dear Fristners, dear listeners, good friends, family, one and all, and welcome back to another episode of the Tarviran Podcast. Where again, you know, uh, yeah, we're, we're a little bit delayed on the episode. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> things have always changing in this world of COVID nineteen. Yes, yes, yes. So, so Rob's working uh, conditions, shall we say, have uh, changed a little bit. <laughs> So they're a bit more up in the air, meaning now we have even less time that we can possibly squeeze in together to actually do recordings and um, have fun together on a podcast, which is all I want to do. I just want to podcast with people I am friendly with and have fun with. (laughs) I'm so lonely here. I'm stuck between these four walls all by myself all day long. Somebody save me. Uh, Or just listen to my nonsense as I ramble on and on and on and on. And on, and on. But fear not, my friends, fear not, for Rob is, in fact, here. I have made a robotic Rob. And hello, hello, Robot Rob. Say hello to everyone, please. Hello? Hello. Hello? Hello? Hello, hello, hello. Hello? 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 And yes, hello to Robot Robert. So we'll be looking forward to hearing more from Robot Robert later on. Anyway, should we actually dive into the show? You know, what's there to catch up on? I'm locked down here in the UK and I'm sitting in a in a room. I'm in a room. Tyler! Tyler, I'm in a room! Help me! Anyway, um, 
for anyone who watched my uh, charity streaming event last year, um, where a good friend of mine, Tyler, helped out, uh, <laughs> where we recreated uh, the old English TV uh, kids TV program Nightmare, where I had to wear a gigantic helmet on my head so I couldn't see anything while playing Final Fantasy VII. Yes, I'm sure that makes absolutely no sense to anyone. Anyway, let's move on, shall we, and get a bit more into the show. Goddamn, goddamn daylight savings time. Oh, it's not that bad, Rob. It's only a little bit of time difference. Come on, hardly affects you at all, does it? Anyway, who's paying the bill this week for um for the podcast? Okay, this week, it's on me. Ah, well, that's fantastic news, because we don't have any iTunes reviews. So you know what that means, Rob? Rob? Robbot? Robbot, wake up! Wake up! It's only 10.30 in the morning, I <laughs> I don't care what time it is, Rob. Play the bloody, uh, no, uh, blah, 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 you know, the, the Bilzig. Play the Bilzig. Play Bilzig now. That's better. Tell your water not to hear my words, what they mean, what they say, more Mother, you can keep them in the dark light, you can hide them from the waiting world, oh, more Father's lies, I'm gonna take the daughter out tonight. Gonna show her around land Oh, water Not about to see the light But if you wanna find hell with me I can show you what that sounds like Not about to see the light And if you wanna find hell with me I can show Satan what it's like. Morey, tell your warden not to hold my hand. Tell your warden not to understand. Oh, Morey, father of lies, do you want to bang heads with me? Do you want to feel everything? Oh, Morey. Not about to see your life. If you wanna find hell with me, I'll show you what you're and like. Till you're bleeding, not about to see the light. And if you wanna find hell with me, I can show you what you're To see the light, but if you wanna find hell with me, I can show Shaitan a fight till he's bleeding. Not about to see the light, and if you wanna find hell with me, I can show you what it's like. 
leave us a review or you'll get more of this i mean why why do you guys make me do this to you honestly why do you like hearing me sing bilzig do you like it i know i can see i can see our listening numbers all right i know how many reviews we've got there's plenty of you out there who can leave reviews okay all right now you can leave a review if you want and say why is this weekly program coming out once a month give me one star you know, <laughs> uh, I did read somewhere actually that even one star reviews actually in some weird way help the algorithm that Apple use and will actually still post you up the charts. I think it's kind of like, well, as you know, if people aren't willing to leave reviews, then you're no good. But if they are, then you must be all right. <laughs> anyway, guys, let's move on, shall we? Let's talk about the Wheel of Time news. But as far as news goes, since we last spoke, there's not a lot. <laughs> well, actually, no. I think actually, I think the big bit of news is that the actual, um, I believe, the filming shut down in the Czech Republic, uh, whatever it's called nowadays. Uh, Czech Republic? No, I yeah, Czechia. I forget what it's called. <laughs> uh, it's changed its names a few times since I've been alive, and I've not been alive that long. Um, but yeah, uh, they actually had to suspend filming, unfortunately, because of safety concerns with the whole COVID nineteen and increasing cases in the year. So it looks like they're going to move it all back to april and hoping to maybe complete filming back in april 2021 um so yeah you know it might be a little bit late you know but it makes i think the decision's a good one i think anything that keeps everything safe and sound is for the best so good luck to the cast and crew i hope you're all keeping well rafe you know you're doing a sterling job from what i can understand and uh brandon sanderson's on your side and in fact yeah I tell you what in in bill news oh my god rhythm of war came out Okay, now this is a big distraction for me, Stormlight Archive. I bloody love the Stormlight Archive. Um, I don't care if you liked the way Brandon Sanderson maybe ended the Wheel of Time or not. You should all go and read the Mistborn series, and you should also go and read the uh, Stormlight Archive series. So this is book four of Stormlight Archive, Rhythm of War, just came out this week. So I, in the last week and a half, I have binged through the entire audiobook of the Oathbringer, which is the book before it book three of the Stormlight Archive and that is a 50 hour beast I've basically had nothing but um, was it Kate and Michael <laughs> I can't remember their last names <laughs> but the guy uh, the guy and lady who uh, um, are reading the audiobooks who also they are the same uh, pairing that read the audiobooks for the Wheel of Time audiobooks yeah a yeah. little link there and they met doing the Wheel of Time audiobooks and they got married after doing the Wheel of Time audiobooks. Uh, or maybe somewhere in the middle, you know, because that would have been a long period to be dating each other. Um, <laughs> speaking of me, I dated my wife for like 11 years before I married her. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, that's a um, that's a little a little cheeky, cheeky nugget of information there. But yeah, Rhythm of War is out, and I am currently listening to that. And uh, yeah, oh my God. Oh, the Cosmere. Oh, the Stormlight Archive. Oh, Roshar. Oh, Kaladin. Oh, Danilar. Oh, Danilar, Danilar, Danilar. I love you, Danilar. And more importantly, everybody, Lyft. Oh my God. If Lyft isn't one of my favourite characters ever, I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> enough of that. You know, check out the Stormlight Archive if you haven't. Don't care if you like the way Brandon ended the Wheel of Time or not. He's amazing. He's a legend. But yes, so uh, that's pretty much it for Wheel of Time news. So what are we doing today, hey? I think we're talking about the Wheel of Time, aren't we? <laughs> yes, no, actually, first of all, let's have a word from our sponsors. Or uh, the network, because our sponsors have left us. <laughs> Even Anchor. Damn you, Anchor. Hey, everyone. Scott here with my good pal, Rich. Say hi, Rich. Hi. 
And we're here today to tell you about a podcast we host together with our buddies Jay and Bill, the RPG After Years. The After What? The RPG After Years. Our show has entered into a new era of covering everything RPGs, both old and new. Thus, it is after its first era. It's the After Years. I thought RPG was Rocket Propelled Grenade. No, RPG stands for Role Playing Game. It's a genre of video game. Every week, we go through the latest news and discuss other relevant RPG-related topics. We also review RPGs as we complete them. So an RPG is not a rabid Portuguese goose? No, thank God. From Dragon Quest and Final Fantasy to The Witcher and Cyberpunk, we've got RPGs covered from the dawn of time to the far-flung future. Oh, I've heard of Final Fantasy. I'd hope so. So check us out on iTunes or whatever your preferred podcast listening platform happens to be. You can also find us at probablywork.com. Level up your podcast feed with the RPG After Years. Enjoy the show. So here we go, people. It's the moment you've all been waiting for. The bing, the bang, the bong, the bingo, bingo, bongo, bingo. Friends, Romans, countrymen, ponies alike. We have finally left foul motherfucking Dara. Whoop, whoop. We are hunting for the horn of the <laughs> yes, we are going on a hunt, my friends. So, obviously, what's the logical thing that's going to happen here? You know, dark friends, they broke into Faldara. They managed to steal not only the horn, but also get the good old uh, peddler Padding Fane out of prison and take him with them. So, obviously, they're going to head directly north as far as they can go uh, to get into the Blight and get away from any possible armies or Ingtars that are going to be chasing them. So, Robo Rob. Where are they going? South. Cuts to the northwest and south. Cuts to the southeast and then south. Cuts to the northwest and then south again. Uh, that's 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 the wrong way from the Blight. And also, thanks, Rob. Like, man, you're going to be a joy today, aren't you? You're like, all your responses are just going to be super, super literal. <sighs> God. You know, why do I do this to myself? Why? Anyway, so, uh, yeah, why, why are they heading south? That's very haywire, but Hurin is able to just stay on this trail. Just <laughs> he went that way. Let's go, and then he head off. You know, south, my lord. Okay, let's go south. You know. Uh, yes. Why, of course, Hurin. Let's follow the nose of a madman who says he can smell violence in the air. Yes, that makes perfect sense. So I guess for now, we really need to see what's going on with uh, Perrin and Matt. How 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 are they feeling, Rob? But hurt. But hurt. But hurt. Really? That's your whole input. But hurt. Hey, don't start on me now, alright? So, uh, well, I mean, why are they butt hurt? For the way Rand treated them and being on my lordship with them. Um, we know why Rand did it, but, you know, those wool-headed sheep herders, uh, stubborn, stubborn Manetheran boys, uh, Ibarra and Cawthon, they don't see it, so they're still pissed off at him. Oh, oh, Rob, you sound like you're learning. Hmm, my AI bot is gaining some skills by the sounds of it. Uh, but yes, Matt and Perrin, they are being very, very butthurt, as Rob uh, pleasantly puts it, uh, about the fact that, you know, they they didn't like the fact Rand tried to leave them behind and told them to piss off, basically, and insulted them to their face. And was all an all-round shitty friend at that point. Um, and he still tries to keep them slightly at arm's length, but at the same time, it's like, come on, guys. 
I'm all on my own here. I've only got this giant loyal to talk to. And I don't really know anything about them. He looks like a trollic. And he drives this way. I can't take horse. Anyway. Anyway, Rand's just like, God, you know, I've just, I've, I've tried to strip out all like the silver lining and stuff that Moraine put in his stupid coat I've got to wear. Uh, but, you know, it's fine. I've got some stuff in my packs. It's normal stuff. They promised me it was normal, normal clothing. When we next stop, I'll get to that, you know, as you do. Um, but yeah, we've, we've got a couple of people here, you know, Ingtar says, um, uh, yeah, because they, they, they're following the Trollocs south, west, north, and Ingtar says they will continue to ride at the same pace regardless because he's like a horse, you know, you know, what was it, like out of, uh, out of the racetracks. I forget what it's called. <laughs> but yeah, Uno, Uno. What do you think of Uno, Rob? Uno freaking rocks. My goat. He rocks. Fuck yeah, he rocks. He's a lean, mean, cussing machine. We love a bit of Uno here at the Atavrian podcast. And I feel like he's going to teach Matt a lot of good tricks for the future. He curses in more ways than we know imaginable. Although this chapter we only get one blood and ashes from him. But if I counted how many times he said bloody or my goat or you know other things, he's, other little curses he says, you know, he'd be tallying up like a, like, like a motherfucker. But yeah, you know, Rand's not having the best days, is he? He's a... Uh... He's kind of like, yeah, you know, what's going on here? Everyone's, everyone's making, giving him looks and making him nervous, and especially the Shinaran soldiers. And he's like, why? Why is this happening? Why? What? 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 What problem have they got with me? Eh? Eh? Farm boy, two rivers, gross to back. What problem have you got with me? Eh? Some in the in the uh, Shinarian group that question if Rand is worthy of the Haramark blade. Yeah, so I can understand Rand being a little bit intimidated by that. He is just the old uh, country bumpkin, as you can imagine. And yeah, he's got his hair and mark blade. Who's this kid with his hair and mark blade? And, you know, no one's really speaking to him apart from Ingtar and <laughs> Loyal. And they're like, well, you know, you've got this hair and mark blade. You, you're kind of dressed a bit like a prince and you look like an Isleman. And they're like, ah, oh, Isleman. Rand's just like, God, everybody thinks I'm something I'm not. And yeah, it's just like, well... You do look like one, Rand, and you know, Loyal mentioned it like in the last book that you look like an Armand, and so did um, uh, Princess, uh, is it Princess Egwene's brother Gowan? I want to say. I think he mentioned it as well. That, you know, you've you've the face of an Elman, and it's just like, oh, man, everyone thinks I'm something I'm not. But Rand's really struggling with this whole concept, and then we get a lot of stories actually about how when the Isleman crossed the wall, they crossed the spine of the world. And yeah, they basically fought war with everybody in order to kill uh, this king of, um, I think it's Carthrian. I can't remember his name, all to do with some sort of uh, magical leaf or something. <laughs> and yeah, they, they you know eventually camped out on the floor of Tarvalon until they just all literally killed the king, got up, walked home. And yeah, Ingtas gives a lot of credit to the Armin. He gives them a lot, a lot of credit. One unarmed island against a fully armed Shinarian would be an even battle. That's the respect that they give him. Well put, Robo Rob. Well put. So, <laughs> what happens next in this uh, in this world? So, yeah, we've been travelling south, north, left, right, down, up, round, turn around, put the okie and put your left arm in. <laughs> and, yep, yeah, eventually night comes because uh, Ingtar realises, you know, we can't, we can't continue at this breakneck pace that we're going at and yep they settle down for the evening and this is where Rand starts to go oh finally finally I can get out of these bloody bloody lord's clothes that they put me in 
He opens his pack and he screams like a little girl. Goes, <laughs> and Ingtar comes running over and goes, Blood and ashes, what the fuck is going on here? Where are the Trollocs? Where are the Halfmen? Where are the Jakar? What's going on? And Ranch is like, Ah, all my, all my clothes are really fancy. <laughs> and and this is the point as well where Ingtar, Ingtar, Ingtar suddenly comes in with an absolute blinder, okay? Now, Ingtar has been like, you know, the face, like a stone wall face of like uh, duty and loyalty to the king and to Fardara. He's been like, yeah, yes, yes, Mr. Alphore. And we've not, you know, I always go on about how, you know, that's how we think of Lan. But whenever Lan's talking to Rand, he's always poking fun at him and I love it. Um, and he just comes up with this absolutely brilliant, brilliant line here. Perhaps, after we catch these Trollocs, perhaps we'll have a feast. You'll be dressed for it, at least, even if the rest of us are not. And then he strolls back to where the cook fires were already burning. And it's like, oh, Inter! Slap! <laughs> Sick burn, man! Yeah, you can see this boy is... Gutted. He just, he doesn't want to be dressed like a lord, and this bloody Ace of Diamond was dressing him like a lord. And he's like, eh, yeah, well, you know, I'm gonna poke fun of you, boy, boy. <laughs> Take this, boy. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. Just, I just love it. I love the way Jordan flies his stuff in. I love the way I don't remember any of it as well. Like you had just have these impressions of the characters in your head from when you first read it, and it's just like, no, no, these are these are these characters are all so human as I like to think of it, and they're just brilliant, absolute brilliant writing. So the gang settle in for the evening and uh, they have a little uh, cosy fire. Uh, Rand goes and gets uh, some food from uh, Mesma, I want to say, Mesma, uh, who's his just usual growly self and giving Rand, you know, the, the old stink eye. And Rand says, why is he giving me the stink eye? <laughs> and Ingtar's just like, ah, he fucking hates everybody. <laughs> the fact that he hates you is a good sign, really. <laughs> Rand's just like, yeah. Everyone hates me. <laughs> uh, but actually, this is good because Matt and Perrin are also at this little uh, cook fire and they all get chatting. And Rat and Perrin start to make a bit of fun around, you know, saying, Ugh. you know, I think it was during the hour, I think it's during the um when they're talking about Arlman. Uh, and he's just like, uh, yeah, Rand, don't give this guy an even bigger head than he's already got. <laughs> Mr. Lordship over here. And yeah, it's just, it's just really funny. This <laughs> is, but it's like, you can see. Usual thing, like having been a teenage boy once myself, you can see the rebuilding of the relationship here, you know. They've had their little rocks yesterday when Rand was upset with them and told them to piss off. And they've now all sat back around a cook fire and they're like, mm, let's give let's give Ram a hard time for a bit, but, you know, we're, we're back. We're back, Rand. We're, we're, we're with you, boys. Matt, Perrin, Rand, back again for the Renegade Master. Before Bow Power to the people, back once again for the Renegade Master. Anyway, so they continue on this rickety path of north south east west and then eventually they start finding uh, abandoned trollic camps and they start finding uh hearing start saying mm, i can smell murder over this way and then they go over and they find a dead body hidden under a bush or hidden under a tree or hidden in a ditch somewhere and then like this keeps going on so clearly the trollocs know that they're following and they're giving they're giving warnings until they eventually come across an abandoned camp um and they find out that I believe, uh, oh yeah, no, no, they keep continuing until they cross the river Erin, uh, where the river appears abandoned at first, but there is a good old way to cross and the river. Across uh, the, the ferry, 
uh, where Perrin kind of remarks to himself, this reminds him of when they started across Terran Ferry, but it's going to be much worse this time because he smells it. I don't know if he's talking to himself to let that out, but maybe being in the presence of her, he's a little more uh, loose-lipped in saying that he can smell things. Every time he does, Hearn gives him the, you trying to take my job, boy? Kind of look, kind of kind of stink eyes him. It's kind of funny. Yeah, I don't know if that's a jealous look or if you can smell what I smell, man. Ugh. Now, there's a funny bit here where um, Uno is searching the town. And he's like, nope, there's absolutely no one here, Lording Tar. Not a soul, not a silly sausage. Obviously, the Trollocs have picked them all up and taken them off for lunch later on. Uh, and then suddenly he's looking over in Tar's window and he goes, bugger me, there's a woman up there. And then he runs off after her, but there's no one at the window. Then suddenly, you know, they can all hear him clattering through the house. Bing, bang, bong, bosh. And then he opens up the wind shutters at the top and he's gone, oh, there isn't anyone here. And then he comes back down, grumbling to himself, going, oh, I'm sure I saw her, sir, but she, she, she's gone. And then Matt pipes up and says, blood and ashes, he's jumping at curtains. But Hurin and, uh, what's his name? <laughs> uh, Perrin, because Perrin's suddenly like, mm, smells bad around here. I can smell something. And yeah, Hurin's like, hmm, you can't smell shit, boy. You don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> but yeah, they're all looking across the river. It's just like, something something bad's happened across the river, guys. So Ingtar sends out an advanced force. Oh, hello? Hello? What's on the other side of the river? Wait. Yeah, I don't know if that's a jealous look or if you can smell what I smell, man. Uh, but they come across... Well, Changu and Nidal, the um, two guards who were, uh, quote-unquote, on duty when uh, Patton was broken out of the uh, dungeons. Um, respectful moving, Tar says, cut him down, proper burial. We have no proof they were dark friends that we that, that some people may think they are. So they still get a proper Shenarian burial. And so we get a little more backstory. Loyal explains how uh, in the Borderlands or in Valdara, Shenir, you're buried in no coffin and no shroud, just in the dirt, pour the dirt on you, and you feel mother's final embrace as she takes you back into the you know circle of life kind of thing. Hakuna Matata and all that good stuff. You know, and after after some more after some more chasing of the trail, uh, they 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 get to this uh small out small outlying village, a few houses. Um they make their way in. Uh, apparently this trail went straight through this village. Um no living beings, animal, animal, human, trollic, whatever it was to be found. And we get Rand having uh, one of his moments. Uh, maybe, he, you know, smoking that two rivers tobacco a little too heavy, but he wanders into a room and we get the, the, the blink scenario where Rand sees the same image of a family eating dinner. And, the, and uh, apparently uh, very bad things happen and the family has to make a quick escape, which they may or may not have had. Blink. And then suddenly it's happening all over again. And then blink. Up, uh, Brandon now seeing flies, you know, in, in the house, in the deserted house. He's in blink. We're back to the family eating dinner, get, about to get massacred. Blink back to the room. Uh, the flies are now multiplying. They're covering the bowl. Blink. And he pulls down his zipper. You know, blink. Slowly pulls it out. Blink, and all of a sudden, the flies are now consuming Rand. They're, you know, all over his hands, his body, his face, his mouth, and he starts to suffocate from all the flies, and then, blink, he's back to reality. So kind of a trippy chapter for him. 
After this, after this happens, he runs out back into the uh, middle of the village, sees Matt come out of the house, Matt appearing to be unaffected. And that's when Rand starts to be like, God, this Dragon Reborn shit. Oh my God, I'm over it already. And I'm only a quarter of the way in the second book. And as the chapter ends, we get probably the most chilling vision that can be really be done well on the TV show. Someone or something, oh, something, we'll get back to that. Murdered a murderer, Kevin, slain Kevin, and propped him up for all to see. Say, listen, this is what you're following. I'm someone who takes Kevin's and I, I fuck this shit up. So you want to come at me, be warned. A uh, little quick, little backstory, little background. Uh, one thing Hearn kept mentioning uh, at least three or four times, or Rand would keep mentioning, you know, is that Hearn can smell Trollocs and Dark Friends and murder and violent behavior. But he kept referring to something worse. And that something worse has culminated here at the end of the chapter with someone, something, something worse, jacked up a Kevin. That's something that no one has been able to do in this book. Maybe land toe-to-toe, maybe Tom, who knows, toe-to-toe with a merge-all. But no one just took a merge-all, killed him, strung him up for all to see as a trophy. Good chapter, good chapter. Uh, Definitely picks up the uh, pace, picks up the suspense. And I am ready to to do a dual cast with Senior Willie. Chapter 11, make it happen. Daylight saving sign, be damned. Oh, God damn it. Loosen the signal again. Bill, fuck on. Let's see it. Blink. And I'm back. <laughs> All you have to do is blink, my friends. Um, what? <laughs> I, uh, uh, yeah, man. Brutal, brutal, brutal. I mean, the murder of Changu and Nidu is just horrific. Like, having their skin ripped off while they were alive and then seeing that look on their face. Ah, oh, man, like, yeah, yeah, man. Like, you kind of, you know, whenever you think of the fact that they're making a TV show of this and you think, yeah, well, it's not very Games of Thrones-y, this book, is it? And then you, you're reading it and you're like, Oh man, like that—that's gonna look horrific on TV. <laughs> How are they gonna do that? And then, yeah, the fact that uh, I like—I love the fact that with um, Agamar, um, <clears throat> like you know, Ingtar says, you know, there's no proof. There's no real proof that they were dark friends. They once saved Log Agamar's life, and he just has that final little pause, gives them the prayer, and says, "Right, fuck it, bury him, bury him, people." I don't care. And then we get the nice little bit as well where we look into the uh, Shintar law about how, you know people who die are returned to mother and uh, mother is mother earth so they strip them of everything you 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 know you're butt naked these people these two guys as well chango and nidu are so fucking naked they ain't got the skin on you have to be buried directly into the ground no shawl no casket nothing you're just straight into the ground i like that you know you know it's just i don't want to get too personal and too deep on these sort of things but you know i'm i'm very much being raised on in a not on Christian values, I'm. Uh, do I do I say that? Yeah, I, I'm an atheist. You know, I was born and raised, you know, without any particular type of religion. Um, so, but you know, I, I don't look down on religion. You know, I don't look up at it either. 
<laughs> I just look directly at it. Um, religion is just one of those things. Uh, but you know, I, I am I am very much raised in a Christian-based country and society, so I have been instilled through uh, for better or for worse with very much Christian values of the world. And you know, I've, I'm, I'm in my mid thirties now. I'm not unaccustomed to death. Uh, my my mother sadly passed away a couple of years ago. You know, I've lost grandparents and stuff over the years, and it's just one of those things and they were always buried in a casket although we did cremate them so i think i like the idea of just being dumped in the ground to be honest with you <laughs> as funny as it sounds i kind of i feel i, I you know i'm a bit more hippy dippy than the rest of my family in all honesty <clears throat> but yeah i like the idea of just being dumped in the ground you know probably won't happen i'll probably just be burnt to a crisp like everyone else and then thrown out of a window of a car somewhere going down the m25 yeah oh what, you Americans don't just dump people on the motorway when they die? Oh, weirdos. Right, anyway, yeah, we do in the UK. Anyway, <laughs> so yeah, Chango, Nido, oh man, horrific, horrific dead. And then then they find the dead Murdral, and it's just like, yeah. Yeah, man, it's just fucked up, man. Clearly, clearly Pad and Fane is sending a signal to... To, to Rand here, you know, they don't give any implication that it's Pad and Fane, but I remember first time reading this thinking, that's got to be Pad and Fane, he's got to be, there's something worse, there's just got to be, you know, I hope it is him, I can't really remember, <laughs> but, but yeah, it's, it's just, just who kills a Murdral like that, man? Who kills him? Not, not everyone, <laughs> not anyone can. You know, we've seen. I'm pretty sure we saw Land kill one during that big battle on their way towards uh, Shadow Logoth. But man, yeah, that is that is a worry, and that will lead us on to the next chapter. But first, you get to listen to our marvelous Robert, not Robo Rob, <laughs> our normal Robert, giving us readings with Robo Rob. And now, the Taviren present to you readings with Rob. Chapter 10. The Hunt Begins. Rand hesitated only a moment before following. Loyal went with him. To his surprise, Perrin rode down ahead of them, looking grim. Some of the lancers, making gruff jokes, dismounted to haul the rope and walk the ferry over. Matt waited until the last minute, when one of the shenarians was untying the ferry before he kicked his horse and crowded aboard. I have to come sooner or later, don't I? He said, breathless. To no one in particular. I have to find it. Rand shook his head. With Matt looking as healthy as he ever had, he had almost forgotten why he was along. To find the dagger. Let Ingtar have the horn. I just want the dagger for Matt. We will find it, Matt. Matt scowled at him with a sneering glance for his fine red coat and turned away. Rand sighed. It will all come right. And, Loyal said quietly, somehow it will. The current took the ferry as it was hauled out from the bank, tugging it against the cable with a sharp creak. The lancers were odd ferrymen, walking the deck in helmets and armor, with swords on their backs. But they took the ferry out into the river well enough. This is how we left home, Perrin said suddenly. A, a Terran ferry? The ferryman's boots clunking on the deck and the water gurgling around the ferry? This is how we left. It'll be worse this time. 
How can it be worse? Rand asked. Perrin did not answer. He searched the far bank, and his golden eyes almost seemed to shine, but not with eagerness. After a minute, Matt asked, How can it be worse? It will be. I can smell it, was all Perrin would say. Hurin eyed him nervously, but then Hurin seemed to be eyeing everything nervously since they had left Faldara. That was Readings with Rob. If there's a passage in an upcoming chapter you wish to have read on the podcast, simply tweet us at TavirenPod with your request. And there you have it, my friends. That brings an end to another extremely disjointed episode of the Tarviran podcast. Uh, <laughs> I hope I hope this turns out okay. <laughs> I think, as you can probably tell by now, I went a bit um, <laughs> I went a bit wild with it. I had I had my audio from Rob. And I had my bits I needed to do, and I kind of just went eh, mismatch. I do. I didn't really want to do the same thing I did last week, where I just tagged it on to the end. So, um, surprise! Oh God, it took a surprising amount of time to edit this together as well. Um, there's points in this uh, episode where days pass, but for you guys, it'll be the mere blinking of an eye, blink, and we're back at the beginning of the episode. Welcome to the Wheel of Time podcast, Tarviran podcast. Well, here's Rich. Oh no, uh, sorry. Uh, Rich had the operation, is now Kevin the merger, isn't he? Sorry. Sorry, Kev. So, uh, sorry, Kev. Sorry, didn't mean to disrespect your decisions. Sorry. Yep, you're all right. Yeah, go on. Uh, if you want to lift that stuff, you can lift it all you want, mate. Okay? <laughs> oh, guys, guys, guys. Yeah, again, again, again. Very sorry for the uh, unscheduled breaks in episodes. Um, it's been very, very difficult to organise things. I, uh, and it, and I feel so bad because last week I said, don't worry, me and Rob have sorted something out between us. And yeah, yeah, that, that got that got absolutely canned very, very quickly. <laughs> so uh, basically, um, you know, due to working commitments and stuff, uh, we can now only record once every other week as a pair. So we're going to try our best now to do, you know, have hopefully have a, a double week, single week, double week, single week. But next week, you will be hearing just our good friend, Robert. He'll be all by himself. So, you know, sorry about that, guys. You know, and then hopefully the week after that it'll be the pair of us. But again, we still need to really iron out our scheduling to make sure that we don't over conflict and uh, miss miss each other as we're going. You know, missing each other like boats in the night. I think there's some sort of saying like that. Anyway, guys, if you love the podcast, show us your love by leaving an iTunes review, and then you won't have to listen to me sing Danzig anymore. You can also show your love by reaching out to us on Twitter and Discord. And if you could join our Discord, I can give you links to better Discord channels than ours. <laughs> and don't forget, guys, if you do really love us, you can also throw us a buck on Patreon if you want. All links in the episode below. Next week, we'll be covering Chapter 11. Glimmers of the Pattern. I've been Bill. He's been Robo Rob. But her... Rich is dead. As we march further on into the adventures of the Great Hunt, we take a quick peek into each of the minds of the three farm boys from Two Rivers to see where their heads are at at the moment. Wow, Perrin is so good talking to women. The way he handled Eggwing, I wish I could do that. Man, I wish I was as good at women as Perrin. Man, Rand seems to know what he's talking about with them women. I wish I was able to be as good talking with women as he is. Man, I see Rand and I see Perrin and Lewith, they're talking to women. Boy, I wish I could talk to women like that. The only thing I'm good at is making women mad. I only make women pissed off. Matt really has a way with women. I don't know how he gets away with it, but I wish I had that same ability to talk to women like he does. 
I can't believe the way Matt talked to that woman. It worked out beautifully. I, I just I just get stuck in my words and, and, and they think I'm just slow, but man, Matt really has a way with the women. This has been a presentation of the We Can Make This Work Probably Network. Follow us on Twitter at Probably Work for more of our questionable content. Also, we have a website called ProbablyWork.com.